Well, hello, I am Matt Williamson here from the dorms in lovely St. Vincent's yet again. Again, I apologize for the acoustics. They're not ideal, but such is life. Um, I am recording this Thursday morning. They have six practices in the books, including two padded practices. And after rave reviews that I gave you yesterday, the first padded practice as a whole, I thought yesterday's was sloppy. I mean, not awful. They got a lot of good work done. It's not like they're out there goofing off. But I mean, penalties, just not as crisp in the passing game, pre-snap penalties, things of that nature that weren't real impressive. You know, like I bet coach, and I didn't even listen to his post-practice post um, you know, conversation with the media, but I bet Coach Tomlin's not thrilled with that. It's also not to be totally unexpected, too. You know, they were so high on Tuesday after a long break, long weekend, basically. First padded practice, they're bouncing off the walls, they're playing great, they're high energy. A letdown, because they're human, is somewhat to be expected, I guess. But it wasn't great. So overall, um, I'm talking about a handful of different things, you know, that are going on with the team. Um, I'm not concerned with it as we sit here Thursday morning, but the Marvin Leal did leave with an ankle yesterday. Um, he's looking good when he's out there, but he's had a couple um, heat-related things early on and now the ankle. So he's basically, I'm guessing, you know, been on the field for about half of the practices so far through six. So that's not ideal. It's not the end of the world, but I don't think it's super serious. Um, but just wanted to keep you guys in the loop on that. He does look good when he's out there, though. Um, sticking with the defense, still no Minka. Uh, KZ is still banged up. I think he will be for a couple weeks, probably. I don't know if we'll see him in the preseason at all. But the starting two safeties are Neil and Kenny Robinson, who is a name I didn't know before I got here, but I do now. He's showing up practice and practice again. And the homework I did on him is interesting. You know, he's highly recruited kid. He's very talented. I mean, he moves well. He stood out in that regard before I, you know, even he had the, the opportunity to run with the ones. He is a good athlete. He's fluid. He's explosive. But he got booted from two colleges, including WVU, and hard to trust. Let's put it that way. Um, has some special team capabilities, but again, people think special teams is just run down with your hair on fire. You, you need to be trustworthy, and you know that also applies to Mark Robinson, his second year. We're going to get that linebacker group here in a minute, too. But Kenny Robinson's a name you need to know. Um, when the preseason rolls around, I think he'll play a ton. You know, I mean, Minka's not going to play much. KZ's not going to play much. I don't know how much Neil will play. But things set up well for him to seize this opportunity. If he's trustworthy and, you know, isn't a goof off the field, he may have a chance. He's from Wilkinsburg, by the way. So he's a local dude. Um, so keep an eye on Kenny Robinson. Now, this linebacker situation is getting interesting to me, too. Quan Alexander settling in. Holcomb's going to be the one, for a better term. I mean, he's going to be the green dot guy. He's looking better and better to me, particularly in coverage. Um, I'm not saying he's great, but I mean, I do think he will be a staple player on the second level. Uh, Quan Alexander, 
shows up. I mean, he is explosive. He's fast. The athleticism is clearly there. He makes some plays just, you know, thrown right in the mix here too. So he's still swimming upstream, but I think he'll have a role. I mentioned he's not much of a special teamer and probably won't be. Um, Landon Roberts is really good in certain roles. You know, I mean, he's not terrible in coverage. I keep comparing him to Vince Williams in terms of his physicality, his pop, um, plays hard, high character, also a good special teamer, not going to be probably one of the core five, but a valuable special teamer. Him and Alexander are really different. You know, I mean, they're just one's a lot heavier, more of a thumper. I mean, it's not LeVon Kirkland versus Kendrell Bell, but you see where I'm going with this. Um, I was really down on Nick Kiewikowski. I thought yesterday was probably his best practice that I saw. And again, I didn't study every snap, but it looks like he's acclimating a little bit better too. And remember, he kind of caught on a moving train too. His athleticism worries me, but he also has special team traits. Um, all these things makes me wonder, is Tanner Muse a lock for this team? I mean, I... I kind of see a stiff athlete out there that doesn't change directions well. And that's important on special teams as well, you know, obviously. So I don't know that there's a spot for Muse. And then this is sort of a Kenny Robinson nugget, but Chappelle Russell made a lot of plays as well on the second level. And I don't have any clue what kind of special teamer he is. I need to do more work on him. But we just kept asking, you know, oh, who's that guy? Again? Oh, it's Russell again. Oh, it's Russell again. Hmm, okay. You know, and that's how things start in camp. You know, start popping, showing up, especially like to the media, you know, from a media perspective is I'm not sitting in the inside linebacker room coaching these guys. You know, it's just, oh, I remember that name from yesterday. Oh, he made another play. Hmm, okay. You know, and I bet he plays a ton in the preseason too. So I'm not saying the inside linebacker situations in good hands. Don't worry. It's still the weakest position on the team to me. But I feel better about it today than yesterday. I'll say that. It was a positive day, and there's a little bit of positive momentum with that group. Uh, I'm going to talk running backs and a couple little nuggets from around the division here in a moment. I'll be right back. So, I don't know how much you pay attention, but there is a lot of buzz about McFarland. And I've been telling you, I don't know, every training camp and even OTA podcasts have done about the running backs that I think he's very, very much in the mix. I think they have a plan for him. I don't think he's a throwaway or an inactive on game day the way we sit here in early August. And he looks good and he's explosive and all those things. So, yesterday they did a drill. Basically, it's the inverse of backs on backers. You know, backs on backers is a pass protection drill where a backer gets a nice head start run and the back has to hold up. That favors the linebacker, obviously. McFarland was fine in those. He was okay. Um, that's not his specialty. I mean, in passing downs, he's going to go out more than he's going to protect. But yesterday's drill was the opposite. It was a receiving drill, backs on backers. And boy, that's hard on the linebacker. I mean, they lined up at like the 40-yard line going into the end zone, and there's two people on the field. So you have to defend the width of the field, 40 yards into the end zone, a linebacker on a back. Now, that's not 
football at all. <laughs> it's just not realistic. And there's been all kinds of buzz. Boy, McFarland lit that drill, you know, on fire. Of course he did. I mean, there's no pass rush. The quarterback can hold the ball forever. And the dude running a 4-4 is getting covered by linebackers that have to defend the whole field that aren't as athletic. But yes, he shined in that drill, deep downfield, outbreaking routes, in breaking routes. But so did Warren, so did Najee. You know, I mean, like, if you don't shine in that drill as a running back, that's more of a red flag. But you'll probably see a lot of this McFarland buzz. And hey, maybe I've even started started some of it from weeks and months ago. I think that he's not a throwaway anymore. But don't overreact to that, please. Um, one of the running back nugget, I just found this on Pro Football Focus yesterday about Jalen Warren, and it's pretty impressive. So he averaged, they, they have a avoided tackles per reception stat. Okay. I mean, is that, again, is it gospel? No. But every catch, he would create 0.46 avoided tackles, basically saying half the time he caught the ball he would make somebody miss, you know, avoid a tackle. But there were 62 running backs that ran enough pass routes to qualify for this in the whole league. And he was first. I mean, he wasn't 10th. He was first. It wasn't McCaffrey. It wasn't Eckler. It was Jalen Warren. And you see that here. I mean, it's, it's impressive. I mean, he does do a lot after the catch. And... Then they have the next nugget. He wasn't as good in the run game, but he was still solid with a two point, you know, point two four seven avoided tackles per rushing attempt, and that was sixteenth out of eighty backs. Okay, so by their metrics, he was the sixteenth most elusive avoided tackles guy as a ball carrier, and first after the catch. I mean, that's elite company. That's great company. I'm not saying he's an elite back. I'm just saying this is what he did. Um, he had a higher yards per carry figure than Najee. He had higher yards after contact and as well as avoided tackle rate, first down rate, explosive play rate, plus a lower rate of being stuffed in the backfield. So Warren's really good. I mean, I'm not here to bash Najee. Uh, Najee's the one and his job's harder than Warren, but Warren's really good and he's going to play a lot. Um, last nugget, I said I'm going to say some things about the division. Burrow, Dobbins, and Bateman in Baltimore, Burrow and Cincy, of course, aren't practicing. And doesn't sound like they're going to soon. It, again, it's August 3rd. We have a long time until opening day. And we have a long time until the Steelers play Baltimore or Cincinnati. But to have those key offensive players... Not in the mix, especially on offense, because there's so much timing, repetition. And, of course, Burrow is more important than everybody in the division, basically. But no Dobbins, no Bateman. I mean, I thought Bateman would clearly be – not clearly, but be their number one. Dobbins, I thought, was ready for a breakout season. I think that's more over contract than injury. Bateman's had a hard time staying on the field. Burrow's had a hard time staying on the field. So – I just bet those coaches aren't thrilled right now with very key contributors. Of course, Burrow's the key here. And we saw what happened when he sat all, sat all preseason last year. But they're installing a brand new, totally different offense in Baltimore, too. You would want your 
maybe top receiver and top running back out there. So teams are dealing with stuff. I mean, it's basically what the bottom line is. And the Steelers' opponents are it's not all rosy in their camps either. So there you have it. Uh, I will be back tomorrow over and out.